Hello, I'm Philip Stoughton. I'm here at Productronica 2023 and I'm joined by Marcus Aschenbrenner from Zona. Marcus, always a pleasure to talk to you. We learn so much about what's going on in the industry when we talk to you. Um, let's, let's start with where Zona is, where, what Zona's year's been like and, and what, what demand is looking like as we get towards the end of the year. Okay. How are things going? Mm -hmm. So, followed by the crisis that we have been in uh, until 2022, uh, also 23 will be a growth year for ourselves. So we will we see uh, we see a nice uh, tendency until now. But what we saw already in the fourth quarter last year from some of our early bird customers that we have is that there is a decline in uh, in demand visible, and uh, that uh, continued throughout the year. So um, uh, we expect then for next year a kind of slowdown, a kind of um, um, leveling. leveling, right? Uh, but uh, my expectation then is that uh, towards the end of next year we will see an uptake as well. But this year, a good year, yeah. we will grow, and uh, that's uh, that's a good sign. Yeah. Yeah, that's that, that's good news. And when you look at the. Um, the, the change in demand signals. Do you think some of that change in demand signal is, it, is it inventory working its way through the way, through the supply chain? Because we've had this surreal inventory situation and overordering and all of that. All of that's contributed to where we are now. Of course, uh, that uh, that was the reason for the effect that we see right now. Because um, I think we spoke about that just a few, maybe a few months ago, where I said, you know. I have the feeling or I know that uh, right now during the shortages in components there is 120% uh, ordered forecasted and if they get 80% you know that's uh, that's good for manufacturing for them uh, and the result is what we have right now. We have a lot of uh, inventory throughout the whole supply chain from the OEM they have complete systems on stock, EMS industry and also in the component industry. That's what we are facing right now and now the question is how long will it take until that stock is back to a normal level and do we see then a bullwhip effect or not that will yeah. be the interesting question for the future so yeah. have we learned something about from the past or did we learn anything from the well, past you know that's uh, it's, always, it's always one to wonder and I think the bullwhip effect is really interesting because the bullwhip effect only settles if there's no further disruption and we we seem to be having compounded disruptions one after the other whether they're geopolitical or whether they're supply chain at the moment so that that kind of makes things difficult what are you seeing in terms of demand in different regions? You're a global manufacturer. You have a very large footprint here in Europe, which has been growing organically for some time, but you're also growing elsewhere. What's the what's the variation across the regions? So, so here in Europe, we we have weak signals right now from different industries. There are some which still are good, like uh, uh, all the aviation stuff is, is growing, so they, they have a very strong demand right now. Of course, the military industry is growing, that's, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's here, through the effects that we have with, uh, with the wars and everything. Um, then automotive, uh, in terms of electronic vehicles, is still strong, um, and also then the infrastructure for that. Uh, but where we see weak signals in Europe is all the uh, industry uh, work, because um, that has to do with investments, investment goods, they're, they're slow right now because everybody's hitting the brake there. They still have order backlog, yeah. but if you see the order intake in those industries, that's weak and this is exactly why they're uh, slowing down right now. Uh, in the US, still strong, So, uh, but that's, I think, mainly driven uh, uh, through the acts that uh, Biden made and uh, that pushes uh, um, on um, the own manufacturing in the in the country, and they want to bring back jobs as uh, in, in plus to that. And China is weak right now. Yeah. 
um, for for quite a while already. They're still suffering from COVID, and uh, if if the government is not investing heavily, uh, I think that uh, that will continue for a yeah. while. So I, I hope that government is changing uh, the mind in China and 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 and. Uh, uh, Doing something to inflate or to to infuse uh, yeah, uh, the, the industry market. effect, the market. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's really interesting the the variations. And as you say, there's there's a there's a bit more bullishness in the U.S. at the moment, and we're we're definitely seeing some yeah. some uh, reshoring there. When you have these maybe weaker signals in the market, which means perhaps there's a chance to catch your breath and be able to cope with the demands you've had and the the changes you had. Do you see that as an opportunity to? really focus in maybe on operational excellence and efficiency within the business and maybe hone some of those processes down a little bit yeah. more? Um, that's exactly what we're doing right now. So we we would have started that process already earlier, but due to the last two, threes, uh, two three years, uh, it wasn't possible to start uh, such kind of things. Uh, and that's exactly what we're, what we're doing right now. So there's a lot of things to, to, to do in terms of being prepared for the future. Uh, one of the, the topics that I would like to mention here is really the, the whole thing in di digitalization, optimization, you know, where you have now new possibilities with AI and, and that kind of tools that we really try to, where we really try to figure out what is the right methods, what is the right applications, what's the right processes to use exactly new technology in order to be prepared for next growth uh, um, period which will come and to attack the, the effect of, uh, of, of missing talents yeah. throughout the world right now and because I see this as one of the possibilities to really um, to really deal with growth while there is still suffering of qualified persons yeah. throughout the world you know yeah and no, I think that's really interesting and when I look at the talent issue and I look at the growth you've enjoyed and the potential manufacturing renaissance we're seeing here and in the US one of the one of the key challenges is is people and it has to be the right kind of automation to mitigate that. I see the capital equipment people that we see here focused on maybe less people operating their machines, maybe easier user interfaces, so the level of training is, great, is, is lower. But I think where the real challenge is, is after stuff comes off the SM, SMT line, that's where a huge number of people are, are being utilized. And for that, we need very, we need, automation that's as flexible and as adaptable as we are as an industry yeah that's 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 right for automation especially if you, if you are in the low volume high mix or in the assembly business with low quality and the uh, big variations it's hard to optimize that so that that means really that you have to be very clever to have flexible automation uh, programs or projects going on where you can utilize exactly that but if you look at other topics like uh, like all the uh, AOI x-ray systems so where you have a lot of data through the pictures that you gain I think there's a lot of possibilities there to use AI and uh, more important in my opinion in the meantime is all the administrative stuff yeah. because every company has a lot of data from their customers from suppliers demand signals uh, lead time signals that you have and there's a lot of data there and there's a lot of possibility in planning and purchasing in that areas yeah. where you also can really use of digitalization 
conversation and AI. And that also helps a lot in order to get people out of those processes, train them to a next level in order to have those skilled workforce that you need for other topics yeah. in, 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 in the company, you know. Yeah. And I think that digital transformation, I think when we originally talked about Industry 4.0, we felt it was all very much around the, around the factory floor, but it is the whole business process, the whole ecosystem. The whole ecosystem. And it's actually outside of your four walls as well. It's how do you, how do you have that glass pipeline to your supply base? How do you provide extra visibility right. to cope with demand signals from right. your customer? And it, it really requires a lot of collaboration. Yeah. Is there a willingness on both sides to collaborate? Do you see a stronger willingness from, you know, the the demand signals upstream or downstream? So, so this is one of the key elements. Uh, if we really want to be very flexible and fast reacting as an industry it's a must that we have a clear visibility in supply chain and 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 a possibility to pass on demand signals very fast in order to fluctuate with the demand that that we have and the demand fluctuations will get worse i'm pretty sure about that because uh, uh, tools are getting more individualized to to persons or to to applications, something like that. So that means that the quantities are getting lower and the demand signals have to fluctuate. So this is a matter of fact. And uh, one of the key challenges is the visibility in supply chain. Uh, you asked me about the willingness. I don't see it right now. Okay. <laughs> so there's a lot of work to do there because the chain is long. And of course, you can maybe work on the first level of the chain, but you have to go through all the levels of the chain. And this needs a lot of work to get that established and to get the willingness there that everybody's co collaborating. And you have to look at uh, from another angle on that topic because here in Europe, Europe we have clear legislations. Yeah. ESG legislations which force us as European companies to go through the supply chain. So there's also, that's mandatory from law, so there must be the willingness to adapt to that. And um, the fastest you get to that point, the better it is for a company, of course. Yeah, and the better it is for the entire ecosystem. And those are going to be the suppliers that you're going to lean on much more and, and invest in much more. So I think for them, it's an opportunity as well. I think you're right in what you've said that over the last two years, we've just been dealing with disruptions and we've been in a bit of a panic mode. Um, so actually taking a breath, sitting back and thinking about what we need to do strategically is really important. Yeah. And, you know, ESG is a big part of that. That's a whole other debate that I won't dig into now. Um, but I think... There's a, there's a digital transformation required there. There's a reporting process that requires digital connectivity all the way through the supply Absolutely. chain. Absolutely. That's, that's a matter of fact. It's, as I said, driven through legislation, but also a need of the, of the business itself. Uh, that's for sure. And, and look at the electronics industry. We, we have an ideal situation because we have a clear part number systematic, mm. which is easy then to really digitalize. Yeah. The, the, the more tricky, I think, is, is, is the, the, the drawing parts, the sheet metal parts, the, the cables, you know, yeah. that kind of stuff to, to really get them behind that topic as well and being prepared to really digitalize also those demands and get those suppliers on uh, to hook on to exactly that scheme. That's, that's I think, the harder work to do and the more uh, convincing uh, work to do, you know. Yeah, and we're building, we, we need to build a digital ecosystem that right. we can all thrive in. Yeah. Marcus, fabulous to talk to you. Thanks, as always, for your time. I look forward to chatting again soon yeah. and we'll see you next time. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you.